everyone! Welcome back to Can't Stop, Won't Stop, where we can't stop and we won't stop being warriors fighting for justice. I'm your host, Lindsay Ann. Last week, I discussed the only two interviews conducted by Kokomo Police Department and how different their recollections are. This week, I introduced two more names to Brittany Bell's case, and you get to hear a creepy-ass poem written by one of them. Are you ready? Let's do this! third person, Vinny, that I talked about in episode 20, the guy that was annoyed that Brittany wouldn't let him finish having sex with her, well, I have to admit that after doing much more research, I cannot confidently say that that awkward encounter happened in the hours leading up to Brittany's death. But I can confidently say that I believe there is a very high likelihood that it did. I have been trying to get in touch with Vinny, but it appears he is no longer on Facebook, or at least he is no longer using his real name as he had in the past on Facebook. And the people that I have talked to either do not have his phone number or they claim to not know who he is. This Vinny guy is a bit of a mystery man to me, and I am intrigued, and I will not stop trying to get in touch with him. I want to give him the opportunity to share his side of the story. My suspicions of Vinny knowing a lot more about Brittany Bell's death went through the roof when I was provided a poem that he wrote after Brittany was found dead in her apartment naked from her rib cage down, with one breast pulled out of her bra and fresh bruises and wounds on her body. Listen to this, you guys. Here is Vinny's poem-ish. <clears throat> Who in the hell killed Brittany Bell? What in the hell? I'm tired of getting blamed for real, so I want to know who in the hell killed Brittany Bell. People keep on asking me, but I wasn't even there, so there ain't no telling and it's getting very hard to tell. Who thought they was hard and smart as hell? When this turtle sticks his neck out, I'll pick him apart from his shell. As the first 48 passes, this bastard's heartless ass is getting harder to nail. I want to get him to admitting every part of the tale. I'm guessing she rejected him for sex, and then he was just sitting there naked, stuck, and out of luck with his unimpressive pressing, pressuring the dick erection up in the air with a blank stare and standing up as hard as a nail. On my life, you will get busted and be chartered to jail with nobody to depend on as a partner for bail. I don't know. Maybe he didn't have a dollar and decided to steal all of her Kalanapins and got addicted with the quickness, like as soon as he had swallowed them, just gobbling. Weak bitch with a woman in a benzodiapine drug problem, you were probably wearing her underwear and bra, pretend. 
just mad you couldn't have her ass or anything else that she was offering, trying to get them off. And when you choked her, did you think about her mom and them and all the drama you're definitely causing them? And this ain't even for me. They're my friends and I'm writing this because of them. There's no balls in him, so I'm not applauding him. I'm looking for the flaws in him and waiting patient for the pause in him. I hate to say it, but I hate your ass, and I'm going to have my lawyer use the claws again. I want to get my claws in him, throw a log in him, copy that and log it in, and push him into the door's closet, then up against the wall and watch him fall and crawl into a ball while I break his jaw and make him try to talk perfectly. And after I threatened him to call a friend, and then I'd call 911 and call it in, like a call, we miss you, Brittany, and we can't believe you're gone, and that you'll never call again. <laughs> pretty close to Dr. Seuss there, Vinny. Um, pretty creepy though, right? Let's go through this again, but this time... I am going to add some dialogue that I was provided that proves this poem and the author needs to be looked at a hell of a lot further. In true badass mom fashion, Donna Bell took matters in her own hands and wanted to get to the bottom of that shitty ass poem. You guys, Kokomo Police Department has never interviewed Vinny, at least to my knowledge. This guy went from saying that he hadn't seen Brittany for months prior to her death to then admitting he was at her apartment the day she died. You guys, one of Vinny's pill bottles was found hidden in Brittany's hamper two days after Brittany died. Yes, when Brittany's family was cleaning out her apartment, they found one of Vinny's pill bottles with only a couple Kalanapins missing inside. Vinny's response when asked by Donna why he said he wasn't at Brittany's apartment, but they found his stuff there, was, quote, That's a fact. If my bottle was there and she died that same month, and the bottle had that month on there, then that's common sense. I had to have been there, end quote. He went on to say, quote, I was obviously there, okay? I was there, end quote. Thanks, Vincent. Donna then was messaging with him about Brittany's dentist appointment on March 1st, 2017. You guys, Donna is amazing. She is getting proof that Vinny was at her daughter's apartment the day and days leading up to her death. Donna was able to place Vinny at Brittany's apartment with Brittany the morning of March 1st, when she should have been at the dentist getting a root canal. So now we know that Vinny places himself in Brittany's apartment with Brittany the hours leading up to her death. Back to the poem. He writes, quote, People keep on asking me, but I wasn't even there, so there ain't no telling and it's getting very hard to tell, end quote. Well, Vinny, actually you were there and you admitted that to Brittany's mother. He goes on to say, quote, 
I want to get him to admitting every part of the tale. I'm guessing she rejected him for sex. And then he was just sitting there naked, stuck and out of luck, with his unimpressive, pressing, pressuring, and dick erection up in the air. End quote. Listen to what Vinny told Brittany's mom via Facebook message. Quote, We only had sex once, but she got off and didn't care about getting me off. End quote. Sounds a bit like his poem to me. He then writes, quote, Maybe he didn't have a dollar and decided to steal all of her Klonopins and got addicted with the quickness. End quote. You guys, at the time that this poem was written, nobody knew that Britney's money was stolen out of her bra. Nobody, that is, except the person or people that did it. So, Brittany didn't like carrying a purse, and she kept all of her money in her bra. Remember, Brittany was found by Anthony with one breast pulled out of her bra, and now we know she had been robbed of around $2,000. Also, there is a pill bottle on its side, wide open and empty on her kitchen counter. All of her Klonopin pills were gone. I wonder if someone stole them, just like Vinny's poem suggests. I think it's important to note that after Brittany's baby passed away at just seven weeks old, she was prescribed a low dose of clonazepam, which is generic for Klonopin. Brittany did have a concentration of 8.2 nanograms per milliliter in her body when she died. You guys, according to a case report of clonazepam dependence written by doctors I. Kasarova, M. Grundman, and H. Brosmanova, the laboratory alert level is 100 nanograms per milliliter. Britney's is 8.2. Another study done by this same team of doctors reported a fatal concentration of 1,410 nanograms per milliliter of clonazepam, and Britney's was 8.2. In other words, Brittany did not overdose on Klonopins. And last week I gave you proof that she did not overdose on Spice. Those are the two substances that she had been rumored to have died from. Okay, let's get back to Vinny's poem. Quote, just mad you couldn't have her ass or anything else that she was offering, trying to get them off, and when you choked her, did you think about her mom and them and all the drama you're definitely causing them? And this ain't even for me, end quote. Now, now, Vinny the Pooh, I think you are the one that was mad because you couldn't have Brittany to yourself. And here's a reminder of what you said to make me think that. All of these are in quotes. She never acted like she wanted me. She deserved better than Reesey. 
I would have treated her better, took care of her. I was just trying to be supportive. I gave her money and bought her stuff sometimes. She had a cute laugh. She could bring your inner child out. I loved her carefree attitude, free spirit. I don't fit the profile. Hers was violent. I'm more peaceful. Hold the fuck up. Vinny, you don't fit the profile? Are you kidding me? You just wrote a shitty ass poem about a girl that was murdered and I'm breaking it down to show how you absolutely do fit the profile. I am in no way saying that I think Vinny murdered Brittany. I am not sure how Brittany died. But I am saying that there are a handful of people that fit the profile and Vinny is one of them. Remember in the poem, you guys, when it says, quote, trying to get them off and when you choked her, did you think about her mom, end quote? Yeah. Now remember Vinny's message using that same verbiage when he said, quote, she got off and didn't care about getting me off, end quote. Enough said about that. Now about choking her. Is that what happened to Brittany Balvinny? Are you using this poem of yours to tell us what really happened to Brittany? Makes me wonder. So after Vinny sent this poem to Donna, he messaged her, quote, Would this help bring awareness to your daughter's case or solve her murder? End quote. Interesting he calls her case a murder. At the time Vinny wrote this, the toxicology report was not complete and her death had been ruled an overdose, not a murder. Why would Vinny say Brittany was murdered? I wonder if he knows something. I wonder if he was at her apartment when Brittany died. I wonder if someone that was at her apartment told him exactly how Brittany died. Brittany's mom and dad had the same questions as I do. Donna flat out asked Vinny why he would write about the strangulation. And here's his answer. Quote, I brought that up because that's the most common way for a woman to get killed, especially if it's by a lover or something. They usually choke them. And if it would have been something bloody, then they would have put it in the paper as that and not whatever they did because it's harder to lie about. End quote. Yeah, sure, fine. That is one of the top ways for women to be killed by men. But no one else wrote a poem about it. After that, Donna asked Vinny what was one of the last things that they talked about. His response, quote, I brought her those pills. All we discussed was the price. Honestly, some dude was there. She didn't really say much, just talked about her son, her life, baby daddy, and stuff like that. End quote. Wait, what? Some dude was there? Who the fuck was that? Donna asked Vinny just that, and all he said was he thought he was dark-skinned. That's it? That's all you can tell the mother of your friend that was found dead, nearly naked, bruised, with open wounds, and in a very suspicious manner? 
I think you know more, Vincent. I think you know a hell of a lot more. I think you know exactly who that dark-skinned dude is that was with Brittany the day she died. This is when another name is brought into the mix. But first, let's recall who we have so far. Okay, so we have Brittany's roommate, Stacy, that claims she saw Brittany take around five Kalanapins that morning, and then she desperately called for a ride to get the hell out of the apartment at 2.46 p.m. Next, we have Anthony, the guy that picked Stacy up that afternoon and brought her to a nearby dope house. Anthony then decided at 3 o'clock in the morning that he should check on Stacy's roommate, and that's when he found Brittany's deceased body and called 911. And then today, we have Vinny the guy that Brittany would hang out with when her baby daddy, Reese was incarcerated. Vinny liked Brittany, but it appears that Brittany didn't reciprocate those feelings. And now that brings us to Trent. I am not 100% confident in saying that Trent is the dark-skinned dude that Vinny saw at Brittany's, but I will not be shocked in the least if that ends up being the case. Not too long ago, you guys, in August of 2020, Vinny messaged Donna saying he thought Trent killed Brittany and he is still alive and he said that the word on the streets is that Trent killed her. And guess what, you guys? Anthony, Vinny, and Trent all have the same last name. And Anthony was married to Stacy's identical twin sister. All coincidences? I think not. There is so much wrong with Brittany Bell's case. The lack of investigation is absurd. Why has Vincent not been interviewed by the police? And Vinny, if you are completely innocent, then why haven't you gone to the police and told them what you know? Why don't you step up and be a hero in Brittany's case? If you truly want her justice, then man up and tell law enforcement what you know happened the days and hours leading up to Brittany's death. I am still trying to get in touch with Stacy. I have been told that she is now sober, which is amazing, and I'm hoping that she will put her big girl panties on and finally share the truth about who in the hell killed Brittany Bell? Did you get that, Vinny? That last sentence was for you, Vinny the Pooh. I think you're mad because you didn't get your screw. Is that true? Boo-hoo. You belong in a zoo until we figure out who's who. Brittany deserves better, and that's all I will spew. We will continue to fight through and through. Whoever did this is a piece of dirty poo. See, I can rhyme too, Vinny the Pooh. You're welcome. You guys, I can write shitty poems too. <laughs> so now you have the names of the four main people that I suspect know more about Brittany Bell's death. And you also know that she did not overdose on spice and she did not overdose on Kalanapins. I thought it was important for you to become familiar with the names Stacy, Anthony, 
Vinny, and Trent, as I will likely be talking about them in future episodes. You guys, so I was informed that I will be getting some of the documents that I requested from Kokomo Police Department in the mail next week. As long as this actually happens, I will start sharing more reports with you and trying to connect all of the dots. I have received all 89 crime scene photos and the autopsy report. I will be going over those in depth. Next week's episode will be uber informative and very detailed. Brittany's case is 100% solvable. The state police and the FBI have tools and resources to prove why Brittany Bell is no longer with us. Kokomo Police Department did not do a thorough investigation, in my opinion, and I will expose every detail to prove my opinion correct. As soon as we get Brittany's case in the hands of Indiana State Police, I have all the confidence in the world that she and her family will get justice. With the help of all of you, we know that we can't stop and we won't stop being warriors fighting for justice. If you enjoyed this episode, you guys, please give me a five-star review on Apple Podcast. This is free and it will help get awareness to the public about the injustices happening to so many grieving families. Thank you for all of your support. Also, keep an eye out on Facebook at Can't Stop, Won't Stop and at My Lindsay Ann on Instagram for my merchandise store to open in the very near future. Huge shout out to Donna Bell, Brittany's mother. You are a force to be reckoned with. Because of you, Donna, I am able to share your baby's story. Because of you, we are going to get justice for Brittany, her babies, and your family. I am honored to speak on your behalf and share the truth. It is absolutely disgusting what so many grieving families have to go through. What if this happened to your innocent child? What if your loved one's friends staged a crime scene? Would you stop fighting? Would you back down? Hell no. We can't stop and we won't stop fighting until we get answers. You know, I don't know why so much pain and loss has to happen. I don't have all the answers. It has been four years since Brittany was taken from all of us. It has been four years of obstacles and lies from people she trusted and from the police. It has been four years that no family should ever have to go through. Brittany, we can't stop, and we won't stop fighting for you and every other victim that deserves justice. You guys, please be sure to join our Facebook group, Can't Stop, Won't Stop, for more information, where Dwayne and I go live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can also follow me on Instagram at MyLindsayAnn. A huge thank you to singer and songwriter Mr. Peace for allowing us the rights to use the song Where'd You Go, featuring our beloved 
Egypt Covington. We appreciate you. Can't wait for next week, you guys.